Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. This is Chris Hardwick. I'm here with Matt Myra. Hey. MacNerd, Jonah Ray. Hello. Nerd, nerd. Uh, did I say it's a Nerdist podcast? I'm so bad at this. You'd think I worked in radio for so long I remember how to identify things like me and the show, but uh, I managed to bone that every time. I'm sitting here in Adam Carolla's house. Adam Carolla, how are you, sir? Hey, hello. Man, I can't... <laughs> I love stately Carolla Manor, by the way. Is yeah. There, is there some Shakespeare head that flips up and opens a cave that goes down to your lab underneath the earth? Only when Commissioner Gordon sends that signal up, and then uh, then it's time to move, and it's always the same. I I see it up in the clouds, reflecting the clouds above Lake Hollywood, and then I run into the uh, kitchen and I yell uh, to the uh, bat pole, and my wife says, uh, "What?" And I yell uh, to the bat pole, and then she says, uh, "I'm not blowing you," and then I say. Uh, uh, Crime waits on no one, and then I run into a wall that I think is a, that's supposed to be where you push it, and it spins around, but it doesn't go anywhere. And then, wait, this happens every single time? Every routine. single time. Now, God, hand to God. Hand to God. Now, check me if I'm wrong, but I thought recently you had to destroy the bat signal because you became an idea, and you had to represent uh, the ultimate villain of the city. So how, what happened with that? I never did actually see the last Batman. I know oh, what crap. I like to do. <laughs> you left off, Mister Freeze. Let's Let me show you. Here's my. This is what I do. I watch the first few crappy versions of something, and then when a really good one comes out, I go, "Not this time." I so got, you're I was saying burned by Mister Freeze. I was the only yeah. one who was actually burned 
by Mr. Freeze. So that uh, by that logic, you missed Police Academy assignment at Miami Beach because by that point you had gone uh, through all the really what I missed sorry, Weekend what? at Bernie's too. I missed all. I missed Godfather's three. Godfather three. I missed all the. I, I missed Jaws too. I missed. Well, no, in the, the God, in the Godfather sequel, he's dead, and the music brings him to life, and that's how they make everyone think that he's still alive. Or was it, it was Weekend at Bernie's? No, no, it was Back to the Future too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually confuse sequels. Those, yeah, those critters too. Oh, those critters uh, yeah. too. Critters. Where they come from space. Yeah, starring yeah. Marlon Brando. Yeah. Uh, are you picking up the puppy in the background? Yeah. What's your dog's name? Her name's Molly, and she's uh, barking at the pole right now. She has Is her own pole? bat signal. That and that's she's trying to get down to the pole, but without the opposable thumb, she right. can't work the device. She can't work the pole. That is that must <laughs> be like me, living. <laughs> Peanut butter been, was involved. That is that. Well, that's <laughs> when she really springs to life. I gotta say, Skippy. Yeah. That joke. <laughs> that is that dog's personal Tartarus. That would be the lowest level of Hades in uh, mythology. Not to get academic on you guys, but we are and sitting in buddy. Adam's library we're right now. Buddy. So, and there are fancy red curtains. Yeah, we're doing it here in the library of a stately Corolla Manor, which I actually I just we just cleaned out some of the some of the books. Although the uh, whatever for dummies, I, I mean, I told my wife, look, take out all the four dummies books. Well, it's actually for idiot. There's a for idiots, and then for dummies, and then there's for you know retards, and then there's <laughs> for mongoloids. And it's like at a certain point, people are going to start thinking pretty fucking dumb when all they see is four. Like, if you saw anything for dummies, like, right. you just went, hey, house for dummies, car for dummies, girlfriend for dummies, eventually, dentist for dummies. Like, eventually, you'd think the person was a dumbass, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, so I've been seeing that book, uh, Skiing for that Retard Adam Carolla. Because that's a whole new Oh, series. really? Yeah, that's a whole new thing? Different. Yeah. Mac OS. I'll get those instead. I like yeah. the Mac OS X for mongoloids. I think it's very specific. I mean, like it's yeah. niche. It's niche marketing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these the mongoloids are going to buy these. Books. I'm just saying, uh, for dummies, like your self esteem would have to be pretty high to buy a book that said for dummies. But that's like, that's that's, that's that is woven into American culture. The culture of the idea of. Uh, I'm stupid and I'm proud of being stupid. Yeah. And uh, I like the people yeah. that use the date. Like, sorry, I wasn't born. How am I supposed to know when uh, Kennedy was assassinated? You know, <laughs> yeah. like a lot of that. Sorry, old timer. It's not only that, but not only do they not know shit, but they, they then flip it on you. They flip it on you. It's ageism. Like, they, they flip it on you, like, sorry, I'm young and sexy and nubile. Mm-hmm. And then the other. Part is like they have a life. Like I don't just sit home and watch the History Channel. I'm out, you know, whooping it up. Uh, <laughs> a Kelly Osborne once. I I was exp- she was on Love Line one time, and I was explaining that. Um, just speaking of snot nosed teens, you know. By the way, I love any story that starts off with Kelly Osborne once said, and then <laughs> great Kelly Osborne. And I quote, "No, she said uh, I was I was talking." On Loveline, and I said, you know, chicks don't know anything about war. They're just not interested in war. They don't. They don't know any of the history of it. They don't know any of the, you know, beach landings or invasions. They don't know about any of the island campaigns in World War Two. They just, they just don't know anything about it. Like they're just, they're not interested. They're just not interested. And I feel like they should be a little more interested because it's so much a part of this country's history and really affects the way 
things sort of turn out historically. Well, if we have to know about, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Ruth the Riveter? What's her name? Rosie. <laughs> Rosie? Rosie the Riveter. See, that's yeah. how, yeah. Never yeah. mind. That just, that's I just negated my entire there's point. A, yeah, there's a diesel dyke who put together a couple B-17 <laughs> wings with a Riveter. Oh, I opened for the diesel dykes. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, she, that but shows. she begged to differ. She was like, she was like, what do you mean? Uh, I'll try to do her, I'll try to do her fake, fake. Yeah. Accent. Ladies like, and gentlemen, presenting Adam Carolla as Kelly Osborne. <laughs> Women know a lot about. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Um, listen, Adam, Whoa. that's a good read. I think you're doing a little bit more of a Northern English accent, okay. and I want to get you more Central, like Northern, London. Go so, go Women know a lot about war. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. What are you saying, women don't know? My father and I watched a history channel. My father was there during the. Thing where they dropped the bomb, the blitz. Yes, he was there for that thing, and he survived that. Oh, really? He, I like when someone says survived. Like, right. yeah, I've, I've seen your dad yeah, yeah. on stage. I'm sure he made it through the blitz in '43. Then what he do? He's, then what he do? Like, my grandfather survived the camps. Oh, really? The 91 year old gent complaining that this uh, bagel's too dry didn't perish in 1941? Interesting. So he made it. I didn't know. Your grandfather lucked out. Yeah, he lucked out. There wasn't some sort of rip in space-time and he fell through to now? So she was like, she's like, so you can't say, no, sorry, you can't say (laughs) women know nothing of war. And she was probably 16 at the time. But she claimed to watch hundreds of hours with her dad, who was obsessed with, you know, World War II. So I said... All right, well let's just let's just start with some basic stuff and and let's see let's see how much you know. I'm I'm not a historian. I just watch a little watch a little basic cable. So I said the allied and the axis powers. Who who were they? Who was fighting who? And she was like um <sighs> I swear to God. She's like, uh, the United States was fighting Germany. And I was like, and, and then who was on Germany's side? She's like, I, you know, these are trick questions. And I was like, are you shitting me, bitch? Are you fucking shitting me? You don't even know V2. And she's like, that's a, you know what? Because those are just your own questions that you're cooking. I said, no, that is two plus two. You just yeah. said you were a trigonometry expert. And I just asked you what two plus two Trick was, question. And you couldn't answer it. So don't tell me you know. And she, she but she, like every good snot-nosed, entitled teen, she was like, I do so, I do so, I know plenty. And I was like, no, you don't know shit. And she was like, yes, I do. And I was like, you can't know anything. You can't know that the landing ships were called the Higgins craft because you don't know the people that were on them or firing at them. Which is fine for a 16-year-old girl, but to first tout that she had the knowledge from sitting That's on my point. Ass, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Two bigger yeah. issues here. Number one, when is your one-man show Adam Carolla argues with Brits <laughs> going on? And secondly, <laughs> I love the idea that, uh, you know, a love line, you argue with uh, Kelly Osborne about war, and then you take a call about some kid who has ass herpes. Like, <laughs> and that's what's so great. That's what's so great about that story is that Drew, it's a love line. Drew just kept going... I'll do him in an English accent. <laughs> he was like, "Leave her alone," and I, I was like, uh, was "I'm not the court, I'm, the court of Elizabeth." I said, "No, I'm not going to leave her alone." And and she just kept firing me. I said, "Look, 
I'll leave her alone when she just admits that I was right with my assertion that women don't, I'm not calling them dumb. Right. They just don't, it's like a sport they don't follow. I mean, it's like guys don't know about cooking and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and feeding, <laughs> feeding babies with their Every tits. time I see uh, feminine hy- uh, you know, hygiene products, yeah. I fucking freak out. Yeah, I don't even I know what they're about. I call, I call them feminine hide jeans because yeah. I go, I get my jeans and I hide. Yeah. Okay, right hide. Right. 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 I get right out right. of there. Jeans make me feel safe. Denim, denim makes yeah. me feel I wear two pair of denim watch one of the Maskingale commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Summer evening they're talking about, but I'm glad I'm going to be hiding in my jeans. Boy, I'll tell you what, if uh, if a vagina could just make a nice brat, a woman would be perfect. Yeah, perfect. They can hold one. Tell you that. They can hold one. I like when they say twice. (laughs) Yes, I heard you. I just want to punctuate. I want to use the. I want to repeat the phrase and make that the punctuation. You know what it's really saying? It's really saying I come up with. One zinger every four years, yep. so I'm going to repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to repeat it. It's the, same ca- it's the same kind of comics that uh, they kill time before, but it's like, I went to uh, these strip clubs. You been in these strip clubs? It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, one is enough. I was at the grocery store. You guys been in these uh, food places, grocery stores? I was just uh, outside enjoying the Earth's uh, oxygen-rich atmosphere, uh, <laughs> dominant uh, nitrogen. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Just take a breath. Yeah, take a You take guys a seen these... Uh, Dogs. <laughs> you know they're... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Good night. Oh, I'm getting the lights. What's, what's that? Uh, is this one Comics Bill... Unleashed? Yeah. yeah. This comic... What's that one Bill Burr joke? We're like, still yeah. kicking it here on the Byron <laughs> Allen Show. Chris, I heard you've been to the mall lately. Yeah, Byron, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, what? what is it like a muffin store? <laughs> Who needs a muffin store, Byron? <laughs> what am I, some kind of muffin faggot? <laughs> Now you, I, I opened for the muffin faggots. You, you drove out here all the way from Indiana in a convertible? How'd that go? <laughs> I funny I, bring that up. Here's what oh, I did. How did you know? Well, you yeah. you must be psychic. I used to do that me. show, but 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 with no material. Here's how bad the comedians were on that show. Uh I would do that show, but I don't. I don't have an act. I, I. I would just. I was the only guy who was like the comedian, the comics unleashed. But I was the only guy who just was. The, I was from radio, and I would just sit there, and I. And I never really realized with the Dat Win. Dat fan. Dat fan. Dat Win played middle linebacker for a Dallas Cowboys. Show. That's how poor I am. Oh, wow. So, hey, let's punch each other in the dick. So like all these guys came in, and there would Byron would do the setup. You broke up with your girlfriend. No, I did, or, I'm sorry. I would like to hear Byron as a British gentleman. <laughs> so you and your bird broke up. <laughs> well, yes, Byron, we did. <laughs> and you here's that story. And so would, everyone would do it, and then I would jump in and do their act for them or with them. I mean, I wouldn't know what their material was, but at a certain point after Dat was rolling on, you know, the airport security problem, I would start (laughs) rolling on the airport security problem too. (laughs) And at a certain point I realized my material was better than a lot of their material was, even though I wasn't my material. I was just, I was just piggybacking onto the back of theirs. And that's when I thought, man, these comedians are horrible on this show. (laughs) I'd I'd say a lot of those comics are pretty leashed. I wouldn't say. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't say unleashed. No, it's the opposite of unleashed because they they just set it all up, figure it all out, lay it all out, and then they just ask everyone to do their act. The whole time you were on that, you should have just gotten like in the middle of their you know jokes, just like whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Are you doing your material? <laughs> oh, man, I'm totally unprepared because you sounded so fake, you fucking asshole. I thought this was just like a talk format. Yeah, I thought this was interesting television. Right in your act. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, there's no way you just did that rap. I mean, everything rhymed. You didn't miss a beat. It sounds like you've been doing it at clubs all over the country. I was never asked to do that show. I guess I'm just not that unleashed of a comic, so I never no, had to do it. I'm just roaming around. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm yeah. free range. Byron <laughs> Allen is a millionaire. He's like a billionaire. Ge- billionaire genius who he does, like, it, it'd be like if I started a construction firm called Subcontractors Unleashed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here's the deal. You guys, bring the materials, bring your crew, bring your van, build me an apartment building. I, I won't compensate you, and then I'm going to sell it. No, I'll syndicate it, all right? It's awesome, right? You'll get all the experience to be able to pull coaxial cable and tilt up walls and form a foundation. It's going to be great experience, great exposure for you. I mean, people are going to see you up on the top building when you're, when you're, frame, when you're doing the roofing. It's going oh, to be awesome. Oh, that sounds great. All right, let me consult my business deals for dummies books. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to open with an 18-second monologue, and then I'm going to sit down, and you guys can all do your act, and then I'll get a paycheck and go home. But then VCRs people, are crazy, right? <laughs> when, people, <laughs> when people look at that building, though, they're going to be like, oh, that building's so hacky. <laughs> well, what a he, contrived building. He, uh, I literally, I ran. Here's how rich he is. I went to the Beverly Hills Hotel to have um, a meeting about when I got, I got, I got so skull fucked. I was like, when when my radio show was ending, they did this thing where they were like, okay, we're, listen, we're pulling the plug on KLSX and we're switching formats to Lady Gaga and we're blowing up the whole station and everyone's going, but you, you we like, and you we want to move to the biggest radio market in the world, and that's New York City. So while everyone else is getting shit canned, you're actually getting a promotion. And so we had to have this secret clandestine meeting over in the, the Beverly Hills uh, Hotel. Uh, by the way, then three weeks later, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to shit can you too. Forget about that <laughs> meeting. Well, the New York thing was just to soften the blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soft. It is nice. They're like, oh, I'm getting, ah. Uh. But uh, while we were sitting. You're getting a reverse promotion. Right. While we were sitting in that meeting, uh, Byron Allen was sitting there with his, uh, what, what, his art, his one of his, with an art dealer. And oh, and like somebody said, oh, he's got millions just in just in in art alone, just in just in fine art. And he had been Byron Allen was on those unfunny black people in like 1978 or what? I'm not <laughs> right, right, right. sure what that show was called. I think but, it was called Those Unfunny Black People. I mean, back when you know it was okay you could to get away with it. Yeah, oh, guys, yeah. I think it had a way worse name than that. No, it, it was it was like it was America's Funniest People or you know that's incredible. It wasn't or real like, people. Was it yeah. real people? It was like real people. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Byron Allen real black was people. 16 and a half or 17 when he was on that show. Like. When I was a kid, I was I would watch that show and I didn't realize he was literally seventeen. He was like doing stand up when he he was like writing, you know, with Letterman and stuff. Like he just got in, was like fifteen or sixteen, and hasn't stopped making money since. <laughs> yeah. He's really, he's like the machine under the island on Lost that just controls everything, that no one really realizes that that's, that he's the linchpin to everything. That's the best Like he literally, like he always has a show on the air, and it's always a show that you usually don't know about, 
but he's managed to find these kind of little crevices in the entertainment business to just sit there and rain gutter millions of dollars. What's his, his, his other show is going to press junkets, right? It was just, just press junkets. That's all he does. Which anyone can do. Press no, but I have this sort of reverse racism theory, which is, as I've done it myself or been guilty of doing it a few times myself, which is like... If there's a white reporter, you can blow him off. If there's a black reporter, you don't want him to think you're racist, so you can't blow him off. And so he would just sit down with Tom Cruise and, every, you know, George Clooney. And, like, every single one of those was always just A-list celebrities. And I, I have this theory that I always try to explain to my black friends although you know i don't have any but i mean if i had so black you're just friends, basically <laughs> shouting at people at the supermarket who are of, who well when are i say black friends, yelling at the right. tv when i mean Cosby's like when, when you know president says my fellow americans they're right, not right, talking right. about any right, of you right, right. but you know the people right. that are listening yeah like you know? when you're like when you're in a social situation like in a subway and you're like yeah we're all friends here right you're right not really yeah. friends it just means no we're not gonna have any black right 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 i guess david allen greer but he left in new york so not you know maybe i have one on the east coast but what I'm going to say is this, like, for every uh, guy out there that's, like, uh, chewing tobacco and uh, driving a pickup truck with uh, a gun rack on it, there's a whole bunch of white dudes who live out here who are overcompensating, so you don't think we're that guy. <laughs> right. So, which is to say, if a guy comes up to me and he's panhandling and he's white, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to fuel your drug habit. And if it's a black dude, it's like, here's five bucks. Sorry, 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 Every brother. Like, it, sorry for like what my grandparents Like the gun rack on my truck did. has a Malcolm X flag on it. So. <laughs> every, they every say time Malcolm X. Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm that's X. The greatest that's, my new, uh, that's my new chocolate milk line. Yeah. 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 Malcolm X. Malcolm X. I'm going to get oh, shot in the street now. Move over, you who. Malcolm X. Deliciousness by any means necessary. You don't have to say chocolate milk when it's called milk. Malcolm X. People know. You want some Malcolm X? I just accidentally created a million dollar empire. (laughs) You didn't drink Malcolm X. Malcolm drank you. (laughs) That's right. You know that Malcolm X has more calcium and more vitamin E in it than Gatorade and uh, vitamin water combined? (laughs) Milk of X is a healthy part of I reach for a Milk of X. <laughs> After a long day of dragging people that are different than me behind my pickup truck, I, I reach for a Milk of X. For a guilt-free Milk of X. <laughs> it's in you, bitch. <laughs> Such a stupid idea. I think Milk of X would work. You think so? I think I, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be better than my gay sports drink. What's your gay sports drink? Well, it was I started with the gay array, and then realized the AIDS probably wasn't a bad, you know, that it was, could it was be a good thing. As but I mean, no, I just mean like in a world where they make shoes, special shoes for shooting pool, right? And like make <laughs> like it's like, oh, you want to shoot pool? You serious about your game? You yeah. need these shoes. Oh, great! You know? <laughs> like literally, when I used to fly model airplanes, they made special sunglasses for guys who flew flew model, and it's like the ones the guys. The guys are flying the F-18s. Those aren't good enough for me to fly my little Cessna in a circle <laughs> with. So they like like the whole like the whole idea that they can sell women's and men's indoor volleyball shoes, right, and basketball shoes, which are played on the exact same court, right. and it's really just lateral movement, jumping. Like 
<laughs> whatever Michael Jordan is doing in his shoes, you don't. That's not going to work for you with your little ball in your Boy, net. I tried playing shuffleboard once with uh, basketball shoes. I fucking broke my legs. Are you all right? No, I you am. Be now. careful. No, I'm. I'm good now. Well, you got to make sure you support you your shuffleboard had bridge. Shuffleboard, my new. My new shuff, shuffle X shoes. But <laughs> were you trying to? I, were you trying to fuck? I had a, I had a gay <laughs> sports drink idea, you know, kind of like FUBU, right? You know, but for gays. Yep. And you know, it was like you guys. You know, let, let's put it this way: you don't. You gotta watch. You gotta watch your calories. You know, Gatorade's got a lot of got a lot of you know corn syrup and whatnot in it. So it's like maybe a little lower on sugar. Maybe you guys. You guys are putting out a lot of, I don't know, potassium or a lot of fluids coming out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the yeah. gay man, you guys are sweating a lot. You're putting out a lot of chi, you know. I mean, Shit. it's all bullshit, but this is for you. You right. know, like they have, they have vitamins for kids and, yeah. you know, shoes for, for indoor volleyball players. Why not a drink for the gay? A sports... Besides, you guys are at the gym 24-7. Like, how about a sports drink for you? I think they do have it. Sprite Zero. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I think Sprite Zero. Yeah. Sprite Zero is for, yeah. for gays. I didn't know that was for gays. Did you actually it come up with like a product, it. or do you just think that that should exist? I haven't started mixing it yet. <laughs> you're asking. You're not down I, in the lab. You haven't uh, started mixing your gay. Uh, well, the poles kind of fucked up, so I can't get down there. <laughs> God damn it! I know, I know the dog was barking at poles it. Poles so, holding me up. So yeah, I yeah, think, but a gay sports drink, I, I do think would work. That's not bad. And it's like you give 10% of the proceeds to, you know, AIDS or hepatitis C or whatever they're into these days. And Whatever, whatever the kids are into. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's really a hobby. Yeah. I don't know if I'd consider uh, communicable diseases a hobby. So uh, Milk MX, chocolate milk for white guilt, I think is phenomenal. Black right. People drink it. And then uh, gay sports drink. Ten, we, uh, 10 cents from each of... Uh, each each can of Milkum or, or bottle of Milkum X goes toward reparations. Right. Adam, Ooh. you should really decide now if it's going to be a can or a bottle. Yeah, bottle. Okay. Bottle. Yeah. Sorry. I think it bottle. has to be a bottle. Needs to be a bottle. Yeah. In the street. We, we got to compete with Yoohoo. Yeah. You by the way, what kind of name is that? Yoohoo. That sounds like a gay sports drink. Yoohoo. Yeah, right. Hello. I guess if you read it that way, yeah. that's what it is. Hello. <laughs> that's what it is. That, that's yeah. the name of my gay sports that's drink. Sports Hello. Drink. Hello. Sports drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. All right. Good. So uh, we got a lot of work to do uh, <laughs> yeah. here to get this to get this niche uh, racist homophobic beverage empire uh, <laughs> sure. rolling. Why not? Yeah, and you probably would just sell more to racists, you know, and sure. more to gay bashers. But either way, it'd be like, who cares? Look, if half the eggs you sell are just being thrown at the principal's house, you're still moving the eggs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? That's right. Okay. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. We don't have to ask if they're right. Am I right? Cut two, right. three years right. down the road. We're all penniless, but warming ourselves over a fucking barrel no, with no, a no, fire cut, in it. Cut two, hey, three years uh, down the road. You're on Comics Unleashed. Chris, I heard you got some milk recently. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Byron, uh, Milk MX is a drink for... It's uh, <laughs> good stuff. Hold on. I got to buy Picasso. <laughs> Your art dealer. So what are you doing? Uh, what, what are you, you? You you started a podcast network. Basically. Yeah, a podcast. I'll tell you. I'll tell you in a sec. It's it's sort of like for uh, gays a ra- and blacks. It's a, it's a radio show for gays and blacks. That's a podcast. <laughs> so last year, it's been a, it's been a, exactly a year since you since you yeah. started your your podcast, yeah. and I, it's such a great story because I mean you and I worked at K Rock together in like '95, right? Um, and 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 Kimmel, we all you know kind of worked there at the same time, and. And then everyone kind of went off in their own directions, and you ended up doing the, this big syndicated radio show, which 
as tends to happen in radio a lot, yanks the plug, change the format. Um, sure. And so you said, hey, I'm going to toy around with a podcast for a while. And then fucking million downloads the first week you start the podcast. Ooh. Well, yeah. Um, you know, I had, I had a head start of, like, knowing I was uh, on the way out uh, and not going to New York. Uh, so I had a, probably a couple weeks worth of sort of head start. You know, normally when they shit candy from radio... They don't tell you. They just do it, and they wait till your shift is done because there's so many fucked up drug addicts, like vindictive drug addicts, <laughs> who would just go like, "Here's what you know." The, like, like if you told most morning guys, you have one more day left. Like Friday's your last day. Friday. This is what Friday shows. Hey, here's like, what's going on this weekend. Piles fuck, of dicks. Fuck, 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 And then once in a while they'd call their their program director douchebag and they like barricade the door. Which is a shame because I would finally start listening to morning. Yeah, I would definitely listen to that station. So they were nice enough just to tell me, you know, you had you had a couple weeks off. And uh, actually, now that I think about it, it's weird because I, I I I was thinking we must have mentioned it a few weeks before we went off the air, but I realized we only had two days to give people a heads up because we only mentioned the show or and or the station was being flipped on the Thursday before the Friday we went off the air. So we said on Thursday, tomorrow will be our last show. So what I did is I got in a few, we're going to start a podcast to my audience, uh, but I didn't hit it too hard because I didn't really know what a podcast was and right. I wasn't like, I didn't know, you know, I wasn't. Well, we've I, determined it's radio for gays and blacks. Right. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. Incorrect so I, I, I shoved in a couple like just on, on like Thursday and Friday, I said, like, look, you know, if you still want to hear the show, you can go to adamcroll.com and we're going to do something called a podcast. And that was about it. But we did at least start with an audience. You know, we had a, a little bit of a place to jump off from, which because there's a lot of people that are like, I want to start a podcast and you go start a podcast. But then how do you get a following without following like how do you get that track i was actually going to ask you about that (laughs) Uh, bring that up yeah well i mean for me um i do everyone i i I think it's a pretty tight-knit community and i think they share a lot of the same you know i just think i don't think there's a guy who goes the internet and goes i like this one podcast and i listen to no other podcasts i think it's sort of like if you're buying music from itunes you're not just buying uh, Frankie Avalon songs. Right, like you're you're buying every song or anything you're int- remotely interested. People don't in. have that kind of single destination mindset that they had 20 years ago, and 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 that's really that's what larger corporations are not understanding. Like the like the music business and and and, and companies that limit where you can see programming online because they're like we want everyone to come to this one site and it's like yeah. right yeah it doesn't work that way anymore people it's it's it has to be communal and like you're doing my podcast i've done yours you know like we've said before yeah. that would never happened in radio you never would have gone on mark and brian when you were doing the kevin and bean show right and yeah. and you know not only that but you know for me it's just like anyone's radio show i'm doing a tim tim conway 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 Tim Conway Jr. show uh, later on uh, this evening. Uh, you know, interviews anywhere. Anyone will take it. Any anyone's radio show. Anyone's podcast. Just 
Anytime you can get your voice out there and throw an AdamCrolla.com, you know, I don't know, maybe there's three people get added on. And cut out that Adam Crowley. <laughs> well, now five people shit, are going to, now five are jumping on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's great to have a platform, but even if you don't, you just have to, you just have to get out there, which, which leads me to this question. How many podcasts do you think there are? Do we have to ask Mr. Al? Like, good how question. do we figure that one out? Does anyone know? Um, I don't, I don't know. Actually, the most recent article I read about podcasts was just, you know, like, Oh, in 2006, there were X million people listening to podcasts. And then in 2009, there were a higher number of, you know, there were Y. Right. And that was that was higher. And so podcasting is the wave of the future. But I sort of feel like, you know, ultimately, because Drew Carey was on the last show, and we said there's no... There, how well, there's an old-timey phone in oh here. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad our fucking... Uh, wow. the, the technical it, producer of the show... Finally, no, it finally finally works. But I will say... I didn't so think it would I would off. like to credit AT&T that you got a signal up here. Wow. Because that's it's, yeah, remarkable. That's pretty good. Up here into the side that's of a mountain. probably like them just bragging they got a signal. <laughs> hey, uh, just, this, AT this is John AT&T. Uh, that's my last name. Um, just want to let you know you got a signal. Oh, thanks, John. Yeah, yeah, no problem. We're pretty badass, right? All right, anything else? Uh, go fuck yourself. We're AT&T. We're going to take your money back. All right. Um, and then dial tone, which you'd never hear on a cell phone. Well, you know, uh, my, my, my money-making invention, and I'll, I'll let you get to your story, was uh, a lot of folk, you can't get any reception up in the hills, up in the Hollywood hills. And I was, it, it dawned on me while I was staring at Kimmel's fake Christmas tree um, <laughs> about three years ago, which he explained looked as good as a real Christmas tree. But... This is a slippery slope because we can make tits and women and vaginas and pets and we can make everything now that looks as good, if not better than the real thing. I still would say we can make food that looks better than the real thing. It doesn't mean we should be eating it. I like the idea of the thing that you put water in and it smells like pine yeah. and it dies. It's, I'm <laughs> well, talking about the women. Right, right, no, right, but, right. No, I, I like the, the hassle and the dragging dead, it, yeah, by, dragging. buying it at the church and throwing it on the roof of the car. And the needles and, everywhere for months afterwards. Right. Uh, but I said, you know, if everybody up in these hills who had a fake Christmas tree, and there's a lot of you out there, would leave them up year-round and just heat them up and make antennas out of them, we could get some reception up here. <laughs> not a bad idea. And you'd get paid essentially to leave up your Christmas tree, and we'd have we'd have some cell phone reception and up in the hills. Everyone gets tumors for Christmas. Yeah, which is oh, great. That's right. Finally. That's a stocking stuffer. Yeah, that's a fantastic. I question. want eight tiny ones for Hanukkah. Oh, that's eight tiny. <laughs> you don't get tumors. any. Oh. So your tumors you, are Christian. I cut you off. You were talking about uh, the computer. Oh, podcast. I was pontificating about something to hear myself. Well, just how talk. many? I mean, how like many podcasts are there really? I don't know. I don't as know as many how, as there are blogs. I don't know how many there are, but right. basically, yeah. so Drew Carey was on the last episode, and I was saying I'm jealous because there's nothing that exists anymore in place like his Carson appearance, where you do one thing and then that just changes your career forever. You know? Right. Sure. There's, you know, the the business and media is so splintered that there just isn't anything that you can do one thing and be like, well, my career is made now. Like, you know, maybe American Idol or something, but that's a that's a very well. Specific. No, the, no. Here's what you could do: you could beat the crap out of your girlfriend or get a DUI, and that actually would be the thing that got you on. Slow down. And the, then, out of, of everyone's time. Yeah, but the trick and is... And UI or or? No, got, I mean, we are... Oh, oh, oh definitely. Both. I mean, you can do both. I yeah. can do both? No, that'd be awesome. What if I did them at the same time, Adam? Go upside her head with a bottom of Milk-A-Max. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
No, and it's seriously, I, milk and mix, the drink of domestic abuse. I, I never, I never really thought about that. We'll get Chris Brown to do the endorsement for the oh, thing. Wow. No, but seriously, Don't think about, like, think milk. about the Chris Brown. <laughs> I'll hit you. Yes. Think about that situation, and <clears throat> it just dawned on me that uh, yes, I, I was sorely disappointed after doing the Tonight Show for the first time that like my phone didn't ring the next day and nobody stopped me on the street. Yeah. And it's like I wasn't walking down the street and no one honked their horn and gave me a thumbs up or anything. And even when I would do Leno in prime time uh, and you know make fun of his ratings all you want, they still had more eyeballs on it than he did in the middle of the, you know, at 11.30. Still nary a word. Now, maybe it's the group I hang out with, but still, <laughs> Janine Garofalo and Sarah Silverman said almost nothing. That's no, the, it's just like, it's a totally different time. I mean, you, you, you see, I love watching these like E! True Hollywood stories or something. It's like, now the E! True Hollywood story of Ray Combs, host of Family <laughs> Feud. And it's like, he's up there and he's like, uh, they're like, and then they're interviewing his brother because he hung himself. It's like, and then he had his Tonight Show appearance and when johnny signaled for him to come back to the sofa the next day the world parted just like the red sea yeah, like right, everything exactly phone stopped said. ringing That's exactly what you're the saying agent was calling stuff i've done the tonight show nine times well, when, leno, when leno calls you over you're like hey, yeah i'm good i'm gonna just head out i'm <laughs> yeah, gonna go back yeah, to yeah, the yeah. not worth the walk appreciate that <laughs> done it nine times fucking phone has rang once yeah and nothing i mean it got got so much as a like a local like uh levitt's commercial spot or Lee's bar stools and dinettes or anything like, about that, like nothing. I've gotten nothing out of it. It's a, it's a totally, totally different world. And as a matter of fact, uh, more people have, have said, a lot of comedians have said to me, I've gotten more out of your podcast than I've got from doing other people's national shows. Not not to cut you off, but you just you just said a different world, and that just made me think. Kadeem Hardison, perfect model for Milcom X. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's he's. I'm he's sorry, still, I, you know, I went off on a tangent cred. there. I went off on a tangent. I no, apologize. he's a man of color. He's he's all the kids love him. I'm sure he's in our listenership. <laughs> he's right in the middle of our demo. But the, circu- the, the circuitous route to the point is, uh, from, from a little while ago, is, yes, podcasting is great, especially if you're a comic and you have a point of view. Because ultimately, the trick now is, is connecting with your audiences in, any, in, you know, in the best way that you can. And, and it seems like, you know, first of all, they're fun to do. And it just seems like a great you know, way to You know what's actually kind of funny? Um, it's like I've had more people since we started this podcast, which is, uh, you know, we've had two out now. Like more people have like mentioned the podcast to me than they've ever mentioned uh, our, the, our show Web Soup. Oh, really? Which is, yeah, it's where more people, more of my friends. I guess it's just the circles, like you said. You don't yeah. really, but more people I know are like, "Hey, the podcast is great." And That's I, nice. I never, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "What about the thing I spent hey, every that... every day on?" You know, I'm sorry. What is that? No, the thing I spend like a lot of my time understand. and my creative energy. What do you yeah. mean? The things I make out of my brain no, 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 instead no, no, of just rambling. Well, no. I, I, that's you make a <laughs> thing. I was in an edit bay till like two in the morning. Your mouth's moving, but it's coming out. You work on a you work on a show. Your show. What are you talking about? It's a show you host. I don't think I do. What, I had what an channel idea is it on? For a sports drink for black people. <laughs> <laughs> Were you talking? What's this dude talking about? Martin Luther King's of comedy. Nice. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I mean, who knows what the uh, what the future holds? But you know, each time, I mean, it, I mean, it's really just a math thing. Like everybody, you know, every day, ten thousand Americans who will never use a computer die, and you know, 
several hundred thousand or million get a day a older and a little closer to being an audience member. I mean, <laughs> it, it is one of these things where it's like, I mean, <clears throat> whether you're selling bottled water or doing a podcast, like if you're selling, it's like this almost this turnover thing. Like I would love to see the percentage of people 75 plus that spent $2 on a bottle of water at a movie theater or $3 on a bottle of water at a sporting event or what have you. I mean, I'm sure some of them have been indoctrinated, but most of them have been like, F that. I've been drinking out of a right. well my whole life. All right, sports, sports drink for the elderly called Who Put All This Poop in My Underwear? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, right. Mar- 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 so they yeah. can order right they, so they can order a water and tell everyone what's going on with them at the same time. At the same time, yeah. they get to complain and consume. <laughs> but every time. kid, like when my daughter wants me to top off her sippy cup and I start heading for the sink, she's like Hey, old man. <laughs> no, no, I don't do tap. That's got to come from a mountain spring somewhere. Spits in your it's, gotta, whatever, it's not costing you enough money coming from the sink, so it needs to come from a bottle. So there's no doubt that as the next generation, you know, one generation dies off and the next replaces it, everyone's going to be drinking bottled water and going to their computer to get their entertainment. So. Wherever it is now, it's sort of like percentage of people that used a cell phone 10 years ago or percentage of people that had a DVR 10 years ago or who or even had satellite or even cable. Like, yeah. you remember hearing those stats? Like, you guys, we'd have cable for a little while, but you hear those stats in, like, 2001. It's like uh, 37% of Americans have cable. And you'd be like, what? What, what are the rest of the what, what are the rest of those fucks doing? Yeah, I mean, how high <laughs> years? Like, what's going on? But I'm sure now it's into the mid 60s or 70 something percent. Well, it has I mean, to. I mean, you know, well, especially with the conversion yeah, to the HD. Conver- sure, um, right. A lot that of confused people's... me that that was such a big deal. I was like, who are these fucking people kidding? Just fucking get cable. It's just it, <laughs> right. You know, it's, been, it's long enough. You've waited long enough. I like it 50 years ago. They... What do you mean I have to get a picture box? I'm <laughs> fine with Moradia Trolla. <laughs> right. <laughs> Turning it, turning it. I think that's just a hand crank. I don't even think that oh, yeah. does anything. I don't even know why I did the, this noise thing and that people would think hand crank. <laughs> I like it's not a video to... podcast, Jonah. Yeah. People can't see you doing the hand crank. They had to bump it back. I was thinking the hand crank thing, by the way, because that's always my roll down the window. Hey, right. hey roll down the window, except for no cars had cranks for... 19 years now and yeah. our kids are going to be going what the fuck are you doing grandpa well, with your hand pushing a like pushing the air like a button is yeah, bad space work yeah you need yeah. The hey i want i need to talk to you about yeah. your driving what do you yeah. what do you mean button you want me to turn up the phonograph yeah. i don't understand yeah, yeah. Well, what are you, what are you a, doing running a raffle yeah. over there what are you doing a you bingo, bingo? Or like what are you doing old man you want to give me a weird hand job? That's why I always love that. I always <laughs> love that job. The weirdest hand job. You know, like when, when you hear, when my you, cock's that big, it's not a propeller. When you hear commercials for, for wacky comedies, and and then like right before they hit the joke, they'll do a record scratch. Ooh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, what's everyone doing at the thing? It's party time! Or whatever. My my least favorite uh, along the lines of that is the uh, dog reaction in a trailer where it's like, uh, you're getting married! Yeah, my least favorite. I always thought if they they want to go with the theme of doing outmoded uh, uh, forms of of entertainment, then I would just love to hear like a Swiss Alpen horn in those. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's everybody doing? The uh, you know my my favorite thing with all bad comedies 
uh, especially the big budget variety, is when they when you see the commercial. Not not so true for the trailer, but for the thirty second commercial. Do a countdown to head trauma. Somebody <laughs> is going to get hit with a crescent wrench in the forehead. Yeah. Somebody's going to be doing like uh, uh, when Will Smith was uh, Fletch or Skip or Hitch, Hitch or Hitch or Hutch. Yeah, he's going to get on his jet ski and he's going to kick Rosario, Rosario Dawson in the face. Like yeah. just everyone at home. The next big budget Sandler or Rob Schneider or whatever Kevin big James. budget, whatever Kevin, Kevin I James. I don't think there will be another big Kev- budget Rob Schneider. All right, <laughs> whenever, the, whenever the next Kevin James, whenever that thing, you watch that commercial. When it comes on, just go one one thousand, two one thousand, three. See if you can get to four one thousand without some crazy head trauma. It used to be crotch trauma. Now it's head trauma, and most of it is kind of like, like I remember watching. I, I, I never saw Dodgeball, but like in the commercial, he's like ripped, torn, or he's just sitting there and he's going, Can you dodge a monkey wrench? And he throws like a plumber's wrench and they just yeah, yeah. whacks the guy well, right in the forehead. To be fair, to be fair Rip Torn was he only was in Dodgeball because he got drunk and thought it was his house. <laughs> he thought. <laughs> That's how he ended up in Dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> He threw a wrench and hit a guy right in the head, like right in the commercial, like just pow, like huh? Well, now it's like it's you see you see like chicks getting hit in the face. Right. Yeah. It's a big thing with like romantic comedies, like the the women are the klutzy lead. Uh, they walk. Like, they, yeah. They, it's like how is this guy gonna love this klutzy girl? I always wanted to. I actually pitched this uh, sketch to Human Giant when I was writing on it. Where uh, and they almost made it, but they couldn't figure it out after it left. Where uh, it's like this guy. Is so you're like, saying they're stupid. They are. Yeah. Yes, but like they, um, this girl is like it's a normal kind of trailer for a romantic comedy. And the girl is such a klutz. How's this guy going to fall in love with her? But then halfway through the trailer, it turns out that she's so klutzy and falling down is because she has a brain tumor. And then it takes a total left turn and becomes a drama about how's this guy going to love this girl that's dying. Yeah, I, I, I hope. Watched, I hope I the breakdown with all that is was the movie called Fuckable Klutz because that's that's the perfect <laughs> yeah. title for that movie. Uh, <laughs> fuckable clots. It's just a montage of these chicks walking into the top of Dutch doors, just, just, just kapow. Like if you see, like, like, a sp- well, they did it actually the most of probably uh, Dane Cook's "Good Luck Chuck." Yeah, that was just nothing but head trauma and a little sack trauma. Woven now, did that, did oh, that, was that, that win the special effects Oscar, or was yeah. that was that just best picture? That movie oh, okay. also had that right. great uh, that great scene in it where. He had to fuck the fat chick in order to like lift the curse somehow, and he, of course, cut to him and the fat chick out to dinner, and she was eating lobster, a lobster tail, but she was chewing through the actual shell, like she was eating (laughs) it like a killer whale. Like fatties fatties do. That's what fatties do. They take them out on a date. They pick up the whole three pound. They don't understand shell. utensils because they just need to get that fat packed on Even, as quickly as possible. She would probably be the best eater because of how well she obviously eats. Yeah, I mean, she's probably she probably able to suck eater. the whole lobster through its eye. Yeah, and like, like <laughs> as a that's true. <laughs> through a tail. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean that she's sloppy just because she's no, not only really that, but. Fat, when yeah. fat chicks go on a date, they order a dinner salad and then they eat the Hagen Dazs that night after the guy doesn't screw them. But they don't <laughs> go sick at dinner. Like she's literally crunching. I'm sorry to cut you tail. off, but I'm in a little bit of a cliffhanger here. Does he end up fucking the fat chick and breaking the curse? <laughs> he had to fuck her to try to break oh, the curse. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did fuck her, but he didn't. 
It worked, but man, did she eat a lot of dinner. Oh, boy. Chuck, how'd you put up with it? Oh, that sweet, man. fat pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> that was the Oppenhorn for good luck, Chuck. Yeah, she ate the whole lobster tail. Wow. Actual, actual shell and all. So was Brett Ratner directing Good Luck Chuck 2, Getting Luckier? Or is that... Uh, is I, I just, at some point, does somebody Shut raise the their up. hand and just go, what the fuck are we doing? Like, no, because really? everyone's too afraid to get fired. Everyone's too shell? afraid to get fired. I, you know, I've like come to a place where I don't mind those movies anymore because... Oh, no, I like them. <laughs> I fucking watch them with my jaw on my lap, yeah. and I just, I can't get enough. Did you see Yes Man, the last Jim Carrey movie? Yeah, I saw no. part of that. Do you see the scene where the, there's a scene where the fucking, there's this old lady in his apartment building that takes out her teeth and gives him a blowjob, and you think they're just going to allude to it, and then they fucking yeah, they show, show it, it happening, and he, he's at first, he's like, you know, thrown off by it, of course, as anyone would be, but then he sure. gets way into it. I was I was watching, and maybe you got, one of you guys has seen this, and you know this is a guy we don't normally throw under the the bus. But what the fuck happened to Will Ferrell's brain? Like he's going nuts too. Like I I saw like twenty minutes of Step Brothers the other night. And I was like, I don't know what this is. He's forty three <laughs> years old. John C. Riley seems like he's 51. They're <laughs> dancing around the house like, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, can we build a bunk bed? Would it be cool if we build a bunk bed? And he's like, uh, yeah, you can build a bunk All right, all right. This is so boss. Oh, so bitching. Come on. And then they go and they build this really crappy-looking bunk bed. And they're like, this is going to be the most awesome. This is the awesomest. Well, the most spoiler awesome. alert. And now I know there's a bunk bed. I, I hope you're ready. Then Will gets below and John's going to jump up top. And oh, boy. What happens, Adam? Oh, what happened? Oh, y'all, you're sitting? Are you sitting? It's pancakes down, right? Oh, no, so he must die, right? Because you would die if that happened. You no, he just that. had a scratch. But oh, okay. <laughs> I watched like 20 minutes of that movie, and I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Are they, retarded, that out loud. Are they retarded adults? Like, what? what's going <laughs> well, on just, here? You can't I think they were retarded movie. adults. I you think can't they call were. a movie retarded. Actually, I would have probably seen it twice. Yeah. Retarded adults. And they're like, retarded adults again? They're trying to, they're going on a job interviews dressed in tuxedos and 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 she's going uh hi i'm from human resources my name is pam and and will's like pan your name is pan no it's pam pad well, your name is pad. and i'm like but did he write any of this down that's, that's what's no going on that's no different than naven johnson from the jerk you know he was like i'm just saying 90 except that was one of my favorite of movies guys the jerk. in their 40s i enjoyed playing it Retarded. You enjoyed Step Brothers? I enjoyed Step Brothers. What was the premise, though? Because I missed they, the first Wait, before he hour. says another word, I have to tell you that Matt also likes the Dave Matthews Band a lot. So if you wanted to <laughs> grade like on a curve. the marching song. It's a good, it's decent. Uh, <laughs> how, if you what see me, what's your around the Step uh, Brothers? They were, they were just both living with their parent. You know, she, Will Ferrell was still living with Mary Steen. They're both living with their Do you want to hear about it or do you want to make fun of Dave Matthews? I want to put all the Chicago stars before you Dave Matthews. <laughs> Look, just him emptying the septic tank on the sightseeing <laughs> boats enough to make you a fan of the man. Forget about the music. How about right. just emptying the bilge pump on a septic tank on a sightseeing tour? I mean, that alone An open air is one of the greatest <laughs> things I'm ever. I'm with story. him as a guy he was actually uh, funny in that Adam Sandler movie uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan yeah. I actually kind of enjoyed him as the redneck racist guy 
Uh, but then I believe I didn't that he, see it. he played it really well. You you didn't see it? I didn't. I really didn't see Your it. Favorite guy I ever. Saw it. I saw the episode of House where he played the uh, you know the retired oh, guy. Yes, he, yes, he played the musician. Yeah. And then they had to take out part of his brain. He couldn't be a musician right. anymore. Right. But he could button his shirt. Oh, why end. can't that happen that in real was... life? I think they took out part of his brain when he did a little Nicky. <laughs> you think they did? Obviously, if anyone who watches that or Mr. Deeds realizes part of the brain was not intact for that, uh, but now. Yeah, well, so Ms. they're both Mr. they're both Dean, in a state of arrested abortion. development, still yeah. living with their parents. But they're not retarded. And they're not retarded, but their parents uh, get married, so then they move in together. But there's no still... magic spell that said you have to right. act like a nine year old retarded right. kid. Like well, then what's the premise? They're in their forties. Like what? At what point they stop running around? I don't it was, know. Was it an entire movie of that? The, pretty much, and then at the end they sort of. Uh, but like they're going for a job interview. Are they trying to get the job? They are sort of trying to get the job, but they're forty-something-year-old right. adults. By the way, I don't, don't think I don't appreciate your. I don't don't think I don't appreciate your uh, Larry King-esque intensity there's about a, the stepbrothers. Uh, the movie, also remember, Adam. That's not Adam McKay. That's, that's <laughs> the movie Matt is Myra. the movie is worth it though when uh, Will Ferrell whacks John C. Riley on the head and tries to bury him alive. All right. Well, I mean, at least head trauma was someone involved. got in the head in the head. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. All right, but but are, are you going to de- bury his body? Are you going to uh, defend Land of the Lost? I have not seen it. I okay. Seen it. Good. Did you see it? Fuck no! It was the worst TV show. Like this whole, in terms of like my intelligence being insulted, like or attacked. Uh, you can make one of you know look, make one of the crappier shows of my childhood into a movie and maybe I'll watch it but don't make the worst show as a matter of fact it's actually the second worst show ever created the first Saturday morning the worst show ever created is one called the Sigmund and the Sea Monster that was also Croft that was also Sid Marty Croft yeah and that's in development now yeah they're trying to make it and I gotta say this uh, I've done this jag on my podcast but uh, never yours Um, we were when I was doing my pilot for CBS nine months ago we were walking along the lot over there at CBS Radford and some guy we're walking with uh, Alan Kirschenbaum said whose dad is um, oh shit uh, Joey, uh, fuck. Kirschenbaum? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Not what makes sense. Uh, no, a famous, like, Catskills comedian. I'll, I'll think of his name for a second. Anyway, he said, um, he said, you know who's in there? He said, you know who's in that office? I said, who? He said, uh, Marty Croft is in there. I said, he is? And he said, yes, yeah, in Marty Croft. Marty Croft comes to work every day. That's still, on, the, that's on, I know that lot. Still has an office here. Still hard at work every day. The guy's like 89 years old. He's still here. He said, I could introduce you to him. Would you like me to, in, Freddie Roman was this, this oh, guy. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, I said, okay. I can introduce you to him. Would you like me to introduce you to him? And I said, no. And he said, why not? The guy's a legend. And I said, he's a fucking legendary hack. And he <laughs> said, what do you mean hack? I said, I saw all his work when I was a kid. Sigmund and the Sea Monster and Land of Lost, those are for fucking fried cat abortions. And those were just a couple. On, there was also, like a hot, there was also puffin, puffin stuff and Lidsville. And, and like far out space, far out space, nuts, space, space And just nuts. all that stuff sucked. And by the way, it was like, yeah, but he's still on the lot. I said, he's warming over shit from the 70s. Like, it probably I, made you mad that he's still working. I, yes. Yeah. Somebody should have taken him out years ago. Number one. Number two, I guarantee. Here's the thing. Here's how you know the guy's a fucking full blown hack. And these guys are full-blown hacks. What have you done for me lately? He was on Comics Unleashed. Yes. (laughs) Now, beside that, here's the deal. 
here's what you're working on. Here's what that fucking old hack's working on. He's working on the release of or the rights to Sigmund the Sea Monster, the feature, Land of the Lost, the feature. You don't have any new ideas, old man, because you couldn't compete in today's environment. You just have a bunch of your old shitty ideas that you're going to try to repurpose. They sucked in 1971. They're fucking horrible today. I don't know what the fuck Will Ferrell was doing thinking, I'm going to take the shittiest... I don't even know what to call that. It, was a, it wasn't a sitcom, wasn't a cartoon yeah. shitcom of Adam Carolla's childhood and turn it into a horrible 90-minute piece it. of shit. By the way, shit I am so... I, 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 for one, am glad that we are, we are bringing that gentleman who is sitting in death's waiting room right now down a peg. <laughs> I hope, Fuck I him! Listening. No, listen, those guys are multi-millionaires and they've done nothing but crank out shit. I mean, well, think about it. But and we turned them into fucking icons. But there were there was that there was that period of time in the late sixties and early seventies where a lot of art got really bad. Like there was a whole yes. you know, like like Hanna Barbera is so they did a lot responsible of for a lot of crappy yeah. TV, Horrible. cheap, Hair inexpensive, bear bunch and all yeah, that stuff. All, all that it's stuff. All junk. And they should be punished too. And they're all fucking multimillionaires. So fuck them. Listen, I wasn't born yet, so yeah, dude. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I'm an expert. I'm an expert on Hanna Barbera cartoons. Oh, really? Yes, well, I've, uh, I've watched hundreds of hours with my father, who I think might still be alive. My <laughs> father and I used to watch Grape Ape. He was a Grape large ape. ape that repeated the phrase <laughs> "Grape Ape." He was a close cousin to Megilla Gorilla. Oh, who just had a name that sound? It was more about alliteration, right? <laughs> Magilla Gorilla and Grape. To be fair, Magilla like, Gorilla wore suspenders, shorts, and a hat. So yeah, it was, it was good stuff. And then when they couldn't come up with anything, they would just and they never could. They would just rip off stuff like Jabba Jaw was Curly from oh, the three. Ooh, yeah, Jabba yeah. Jabba. Or, or, or not only like that, but every they 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 had the Shaggy character in every one of those cartoons. They used the, the same yeah. character. They, sheet. they ripped off every one of the every one of, everything that came in the thirties and forties in vaudeville. And then they ripped. They spent the rest of their life ripping themselves off. <laughs> and that's then, all they knew how to do. And then they made the wacky races cats. where they put them all in races they're horrible hacks everybody they're fucking horrible and if you had sitter marty croft sit down and write you a spec script for <laughs> everyone loves raymond today you'd wipe your ass with it and go is this guy fucking insane this is some of the horrible most small things i would love here's my challenge to those old fucking hacks Sit, sit down and write me a spec script right now, old man. Go ahead. You're so funny. You're a genius. You're an icon. Write me a modern sitcom. Go ahead. Just, oh, you know oh, what? Pick oh, two and a half men. Right, Let's write a script. It's a two and a half men are lost with the sea monsters. Oh. All right. right. So right. everybody That's loves Raymond, oh, but the yeah. character of Doris Roberts is played by a talking bush. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. A witchy poo guest stars in, <laughs> in the parenthood. It's almost like, it's like, it's like, it's almost like a, like a writing seminar, like, Hey man, all you gotta do is just look around your room for the characters. So that character right there is Mr. Curtains, because right. there's curtains yeah. hanging there. And over right. there's over there's Johnny Floorland. Right. He's a doggy Floorland. Careful with that though, because Pee Wee uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse did that to you know. They did, it, they did it well though. They did yeah, it they well. Did it well. They did Listen, it well. I'm just saying these guys are, are rich beyond our wildest dreams. Do we have to make them icons? Can't we just make them rich? Do we have to <laughs> worship at their altar or go? You fucks came along at the right time. You struck while the iron was hot. 
You repeated yourself while everyone was high. You ripped off a whole bunch of comedians from the 40s and the 50s. We were all too young or too stupid, and there was no cable to compete with you guys. You essentially got a monopoly on Saturday morning. You lucked out. Now take your fucking money and get the fuck out of here. You just want his office. I think this I is want your this office. Is, yeah. That's all you want. This Tuesday, vote yes on Proposition K to revoke Sid and Marty <laughs> all Croft's you, All you haters fortune. out there, you pull me the one uh, Sid and Marty Croft project in the last... 20 years, something new, something that's not. Don't forget about Electro and Dynago. Yeah. Two, you, two, two whores driving some, around in a transparent a clam. One new idea those guys have come up with in 20 years, and I will gladly apologize. You know, it's who funny, put all this like, poop in my underwear? That's perfect for Sid and Marty Crawford, right, a sports yeah. drink. That's right. Uh, and you're, a character. You're forgetting completely, too, that they remade Land of the Lost TV show for Saturday morning back when we were kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was uh, even worse. It wow. was like Saved by the Bell meets uh, Land of the Lost. <laughs> meets a turd. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. Sim. So here's my point. <laughs> it's a turd. Lock yourself in your office, work on warming over one of your turds from the 70s and repurposing it today. But don't expect me and Alan Kirschenbaum to come up and, and bow at your altar, you old hack. <laughs> Where's Alan <laughs> with my weekly bow? Where is he? <laughs> by the way, you're just using up space for someone who might possess some talent. Well, you know, Adam, we're, we're coming to the end of the podcast, and I, I have to say... I, I really want to make myself clear. <laughs> I'm not sure you have yet, though. I think my problem is... I just wish you would get off the fence about it, you know? Like, if you really feel a certain it, way, just, you just need to express it. depends which way the wind's blowing. Uh, my feelings about uh, Sigmund and the sea monster. And Will Ferrell, I hope he's not fucking retired enough to star in that piece of shit. And so, I know, we all respect the guy. The guy's really funny. The guy's really talented. Why would he do these shitty movies? Well, because he wanted another he's house. getting paid. He might want another five houses. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. So are you? I, you know, I, had, I was, I was going to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about your comedy background. I didn't, but I guess I don't have to because everyone knows it <laughs> yeah. already. Yeah, we're good. You're good. Any, what? Do you have any shows coming up? Yeah, we're coming up. Uh, let's see. When's this air? This will go up tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. I mean, today. It's live. Today. <laughs> I mean, live. Call yeah. in now to live ask your questions. Uh, we're going to be at the uh, El Portal Theater, which everyone calls the El Portal Theater. But it's uh, North Hollywood, NoHo District. Mm-hmm. Flankersham, right? Yeah, I used to go there when I was a kid. We're doing uh, two shows. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's going to be there. Uh, Dr. Drew's going to be there. Uh, Bill Simmons, the sports guy, does himself. Dr. Drew's going to be there working on his lounge act. Yeah. <laughs> singing, <laughs> some, sing. singing some tunes. Jazzy tunes Lux. about sexual on the piano, he he rolls up his sleeve and undoes his bow tie and does a fabulous Baker Boys number that is, yeah. that is to My die for. My favorite part is when he just uh, you know t- pushes his uh, tuxedo flaps back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just, <laughs> well, the so best fun. part of Drew's act is when the guy comes out and removes his cape. Yep, <laughs> that's the best part. Of it. And then oh, he's then got all too, of his rings. He's yeah. got all of his rings. And then he's too he, tired to go on. And the guy pr- brings out the American flag. Drapes yeah, drapes it over him, and he does just a couple like. Karate moves in between to punctuate some of his opera. And then he, he, he plays on the backs of 88 naked men, one for each key. <laughs> right. And yeah. because he's a doctor, he says, I now diagnose these balls delicious. And then he plays. And you, there is not a dry eye in the no, house. It is one by the time he's done, Dr. Dr. Drew's stage show yeah. is... A fucking he, uh, you don't miss, you're an asshole if you yeah miss it. Uh, just Doctor Drew in it right I think is he will, I think Doctor uh, Drew in it right he'll be there <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what I have to say I also uh, we sold out the first show but there's tickets to the second show and uh, AdamCarolla.com booze and all that yeah AdamCarolla.com well Adam thank you so much for having us over to your house sure I, I've, I've, I'm I'm glad we stayed friends all these years because uh, it's just been fun to kind of watch like just watch where everything went you know from. From hoofing it into the Kevin and Bean show at fucking five o'clock in the morning uh, and being exhausted and 
and ultimately insulted by Kevin and Bean a lot. Maybe that was just the experience <laughs> I had. Um, yeah. But uh, but in any case, I also want to say that uh, Jonah and I will be performing Wednesday through Saturday at the Punchline in San Francisco. If you're in uh, the Bay Area, uh, make sure and come by. You can get details on that at Nerdist.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Jonah Ray, at Adam Carolla, at Matt Myra, at Chris, Har- uh, at Chris Hardwick. <laughs> like, I forgot how Twitter works. <laughs> at Nerdist. Um, and then also one last announcement. April 5th, we're going to start doing uh, Nerdist Live at Largo, uh, which is basically a live version of the podcast, but with performances, probably a little bit longer than an hour, and uh, our first guest so far is Mr. Adam Savage of the Mythbusters. I hope he busts a whole bunch of myths. He's going to bust some myths. He's going to come in with some preconceived notions. I want him to say they're plausible. Um, I'm gonna, I want to have, have, have him bust the Dave Matthews myth. What? I'm sorry. I'm just gonna, we're going to prove it to you mathematically. Matt, we're going to prove it to you mathematically. You like that show? You're going to love Hyman Busters, which comes on. <laughs> that's, uh, that's part of the Bang Bus uh, Network. Also, yeah, the yeah. actor in that also called Matt Savage. Yeah, right. so there you go. All right, well, uh, thanks again for listening to the Nerdist Podcast. Uh, I'm Chris Hardwick. The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.